One of my favorite aspects to entrepreneurship is just how exciting it is. But it's less exciting when things don't work out. <laughs> Which tends to be the case, I think, for all entrepreneurs. We personally have had a number of different businesses, and I know of a few other entrepreneurs that have also had tons of other businesses. What I'm trying to get at is failure comes part and parcel with entrepreneurship. And we're going to talk about some of our failures, some other failures that we know of, and what you can do to maybe, you know, get around them, pivot, pivot. We're going to talk about that in today's episode, starting now. Do you wish your life away waiting for Friday? Do you dread Sunday nights and Monday mornings? My wife and I have spent over a decade building an online business while raising a family. I quit my cubicle job to live the life I wanted, to experience freedom, and we want to help you do the same. We're Chris and Laura. Welcome to Fearless Together. Yes, that was a friend's reference. Uh, I know. Pivot! Pivot! <laughs> so... Everyone who gets into entrepreneurship, I don't know a single entrepreneur that like hit it out of the ballpark first try. Uh, not, none that I can think of. I can't think of any. You know, they all have had their failures. I have been doing entrepreneurship probably since my early teen years. You know, back when it was like fake entrepreneurship, like I didn't have like, like we were just like, oh, me and my friend wanted to start a computer business. And so we named it Streamline Technologies. Uh, we didn't actually register a fictitious name with the state didn't have an llc because you're like 14 something like that yeah you know in fact our first experience with um marketing was we printed out flyers and then we stuck them in a bunch of people's mailboxes and then we had um the next day my friend came to school and he had an angry letter from a neighbor basically saying that it's like illegal to put stuff in people's mailboxes and you're breaking, yeah, you're breaking a federal law by tampering with people's mail. Yeah, it was like that person needed a chill pill. That person, <laughs> like, that, you need a vacation. We're, you know, anyways, <laughs> just a funny little. Don't tamper story. with that person's mail. Oh my goodness! But I've I've had a website building business, you know, in my early teens. Um, I sold jewelry from my truck. We tried selling gift baskets together. We did. We had a gift basket business that we tried when we were first like, uh, were, we made it, were we dating or were we married at that time? I don't remember. I think we were dating. It was yeah. like, that was like our date night. That's like what we were going to go yeah. out and do. Like <laughs> build some, some baskets and sell them. So it was, uh, yeah, it, it, we've had so many different experiences with failure and, I guess one of the probably the most important thing I can say is to just keep trying, but don't keep trying the same stuff, right? Like change things. Even yeah. if, even if the business itself, like if we wanted to pursue the gift basket business, we can already look back at all of the things that we could have done better with a gift basket business. Yeah. I, I remember we joked about like, you know what? The bis gift basket industry, you know, it's a dying industry, but it's not, you know, we could have blamed it on, you know, people just don't want gift baskets anymore. We were just trying to sell gift baskets to anyone. In our opinion, everyone needed a gift basket, which is, <laughs> which is wrong. Right. You know, we did. And we didn't target the obvious customers. We didn't go to like hotels or corporations, you know, because corporate. Exactly. Like, yeah. Realtors. Like those are the types of people that buy gift baskets for like clients and stuff, like gift for the client. 
And we did not target those people at all because we had no idea what we were doing. No, we were totally thinking like end user kind of gift basket. Here's how our market research went. I wanted to start a business with Laura and I'm like, hey, do you want to start a business with me? And she's like, I guess. I'm like, all right, what would you be interested in doing? And I'm pretty sure you're like making gift baskets sounds fun. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's do that. I did. I have any other thought to it because I was like, I don't think we had any other thought. Maybe we had gotten a gift basket, and so gift baskets were on my mind or something. Like, I oh, I've know. seen these crackers at the store. Yeah, you know? like, I can do this. So it was a failed business. Yeah, and we put a lot of it. I built the website from scratch. Like that was. I did a lot of custom graphics on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was funny, but. Um, but, but what we're getting at is uh, your business, if you're struggling right now, right, or if you're thinking about starting a business, like have failure on your radar. It is a thing that can happen, but that doesn't mean that you don't have to do a business, right? It doesn't mean that once you fail, business is over, right? Like yeah. you, you can pivot, you can change things, you can go into completely different directions, right? You don't yeah. have to to do exactly what you had envisioned. If you try something, firstly, the most important thing is to try. If it doesn't work, go, okay, well, what, why isn't it working? Or what do, what could I do differently to test a different way of doing things? Maybe it's change your customer avatar. Maybe it's change your product offering. Maybe it's change your marketing or your messaging or something like that. Right. Um, Change the, the way that you're trying to distribute it instead of, you know, we've seen so many people on shark tank, they're like, I have an amazing product. I just need money to get a factory and to start shipping products out. And they're like, why don't you license this to a bigger company that already has all that stuff? Like, why why make a business out of this when you can just sit there and grab a royalty and just let someone oh, yeah. else do all of the work, right? And that might that might be the thing that's just holding you up, you yeah. know? So you need to look at what's going on. We actually have a really, really good example of this. So why don't you talk about your Etsy shop, not our secret shop project that we have been doing throughout this podcast. But yeah, longtime listeners would know that I had an Etsy shop a long time ago where I made handmade greeting cards. And it was just I would go to the local craft store, buy lots of fancy paper, ribbons, decals, all kinds of things. And I'd just be home in my living room, getting my craft on, you know, like just having a great time, having a great time. I'd make a a card, take a picture of it, put it up, sit up on the shop. There you go. Card. And, you know, I had great sales. I had great reviews. Oh, the feedback was fantastic. It was a fantastic shop. And. You know, I I was actually like super proud of the amount of success that I was having in such a short period of time. But it got to a point where suddenly I was dreading getting a sale. And that was because I mismanaged my own shop. Yeah, it was it was a rough, like, um, I think, experience for you because you enjoyed the work but you didn't enjoy getting the sales because it's like, okay, it wasn't designing a card at that point. It was, I have to make this card. And then it meant you had to go find the paper. Right. You you know, Well, I think the biggest problem I I really had was that. So, so starting, you know, and it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, after the fact, I, and this is where I kind of the point of this episode, it's, you know, the things I've learned since that I did wrong, you know, and at that moment, it was hard to tell, 
you know, exactly what I was doing wrong. I think you were, you like, you already knew what I was doing wrong. But, you know, I wanted to create lots and lots of listings. I wanted a shop that had a ton of variety. And so what I would do is I would make a single card. I would get the paper and, and design all, all of my work into a single card, list it, and then I'd immediately start working on the next design instead of creating an inventory of that first card. I wanted tons of product listings. And so somebody would purchase that first listing. It's like, great. Great. And it's like, I have all the supplies that I can remake this card, but I didn't remake it right away. In fact, I didn't remake it, but I would relist it, you know, and it was kind of like a made to order sort of situation, you know, where when I got an order, I immediately got to work. I got all my paper and I made that card specifically for that order. And so suddenly I would be getting orders for cards that I didn't have, you know, already made. And then it's like, I don't want to have to make a card right now. Like, I have to go find that paper. And yeah. And, and so long story short here is just I was clearly doing some things wrong. And I didn't enjoy running that shop anymore, you know, because it was it was requiring too much of my immediate time. And the pricing, you were trying to compete with like Hallmark on the pricing. So we're talking like nearly custom cards being made for like six and seven dollars, including shipping. So it's like she'd get an order. She'd have to find the paper. She would then sit down, cut everything out, assemble the card. Yeah. Put it into an envelope and then take it to a post office to ship it. Yeah. And it's like that's that's a lot of work for one sale. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it was it was kind of fun, you know, when we we've talked before about, you know, creating a, a new Etsy shop, but for digital products, you know, because there were a lot of things that 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 concept, the digital product concept where you have an infinite inventory um, that just appealed to us and, and our interest in passive income. And, you know, so when we did start the podcast and then we wanted to have this like kind of fun case study side project of of doing these Etsy shops. It was really cool, you know, experiencing sales coming in and being excited for them because I didn't have to do any additional work for it. You know, it was like, all right, cool. It auto renews the listing. You know, I've got. 500 inventory or whatever, you know, number I want to come up with because it's a digital download, you know, it does, it doesn't matter. It doesn't run out, out, (laughs) you know? And so I was able to take the, the things that I learned from, I, it's not really a failed exact, exactly failed Etsy shop, but it was, it was failed in that I wasn't enjoying doing it. So it was probably very, like, hourly wage-wise pitiful. Oh, probably, yeah. Yeah, you were probably not making anything worth. You would have been better off getting a fast food job at that point. <laughs> yeah, but I could take I could take my experience of, of running my, you know, unsuccessful Etsy shop from years ago and, and be able to, you know, apply it to our new Etsy shop, make sure that, you know, the things that I'm doing... The, the products that we're building, you know, will 
I, I will enjoy creating them. And then I don't have to keep creating them. Yes. You so know, now we've got this awesome, super successful Etsy shop versus the old Etsy shop that we used to have. So we, we changed a lot of things, right? Pretty much everything about the business changed except for the, the, the platform, the yeah. marketplace. Yeah. So, you know, when you are evaluating a business that is failing, floundering, or just not as profitable as you want, look at what things are going well and then try to change the other things. Yeah, I was still being able to be creative, mm -hmm. you know, in, in this new Etsy shop. And I was still being able to, you know, kind of help a similar audience, you know, but doing it a much different way. In a much better way. A much, much better way. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode. You take care. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Fearless Together. Make sure you subscribe and learn more at fearless.fm. That's F-E-A-R-L-S-S -S dot F-M. To your continued success.